0: Welcome to Creative Acts. This is a show all about bringing you and your creative ideas to life. I'm Fee, your host, and in these bite-sized episodes, we'll be exploring practices and tools to help us navigate through our creative process, one small step at a time. Hey there, and welcome back to episode three. So in this episode, we're going to take a look at perfectionism what it is, how it shows up in the creative process and some ideas for how we can manage it. Now whether you label yourself as one or not I can almost guarantee you that perfectionism has or will creep into your work at some point and really hold you back. So what we cover here is going to be useful to you in some way. And if you are a perfectionist, please rest assured that this is not going to be an episode telling you to stop worrying and just do it and nothing's perfect because as someone who has really suffered from perfectionism in the past, I mean, I've pretty much got a world class honours degree in it to be quite honest, but I know how frustrating it is when those kind of comments um, are given to us because they're so unhelpful and we we know these things. We know that nothing is perfect. We know there's no such thing as perfection. Like we get that intellectually, at least anyway. And it also in theory, we do understand that a creative process can't be controlled, that it can't be perfected, should we say. We know it's going to be messy. We know there are going to be no guarantees as to the end result and i think we do grasp the fact that a lot of what we create won't be a masterpiece or a number 1 bestseller we know that we have to um create a lot of work that we ultimately won't be happy with so this really isn't about giving us a lesson on um then being no such thing as perfect or on the messiness of a creative process because I believe we do understand those things, at least in theory anyway. So what is perfectionism then? So perfectionism is basically fear disguised. It's like a murderer who leaves no trace perfectionism knows that we understand the concept of messy process it knows that we're clever it knows it's going to have to basically sneak in through the back door whilst no one is watching it is the most deceptive of fears because it happens under the guise it happens almost in secret under this guise of wanting what's best for us, wanting what's best for our creations, it's really only interested as well in piping up and rearing its ugly head when it comes to the things that we really truly care about. And this is why it can be so rife in our creative work. So sadly, a lot of us, we don't even realise that perfectionism is at play because we think it's about high standards. We don't associate with perhaps the more glib version of perfectionism that wants everything to look visually neat and tidy. What we're going to look at here is what runs much deeper than that, much more nuanced version of perfectionism. Because of course we want what is best for our creations, of course we do, Um, but best is not the same as perfect. So perfect sits firmly in the future. It's always just slightly out of reach. It doesn't care about you. It doesn't care about me. It actually doesn't care about the work. Perfect is about preventing us from moving forward. Being perfect or things needing to be perfect is about keeping us stuck. And if we were actually to personify what perfectionism is it would just be a really nasty really mean really horrible person (laughs) so it might serve you if you kind of don't associate with perfectionism it might serve you better to actually think of words like stuck not moving forward lack of kindness nasty self-talk that kind of stuff i really do believe that that sort of area is is actually perfectionism at play So how does this perfectionism rear its head then when it comes to our creative process? So before we even get started, it could just prevent us completely from ever even embarking on an idea that we have or a creative pursuit that that we're looking to do. It can say to us, there is no way that you are ever going to get that done to the standard that you want to. You don't have the experience, you don't have the qualifications, you don't have the skill, you don't have the stamina, you don't have the time. It's going to list All the things that we are not, all the things that we don't have and sometimes it's going to get really sneaky and clever and it's going to send us off on a little tangent and it's going to say I tell you what you need to do, you need to go and get that qualification, you need to go and study again, you need to go and do more, you need to do that course there, you need to learn about this, you need to learn about that. And I'm not saying that we don't, you know, that I'm not saying that there's no case for um, for f- further, furthering our educational learning, not at all. But what the perfectionist in us does is it says, you can't start this project. You can't start this work until you do this. And then you do that one thing and it says, you still can't start. You need to do this next thing. So we might feel like we're moving forward because we are on paper getting stuff done. But if we aren't actually moving forward with the work itself, the work that we really want to do, then that is perfectionism at play. So next up, it could show up, say if we manage to get started, which seems like it'd be quite a miracle in itself. If we do manage to get started on an idea, it can um, send us down a bit of a rabbit hole. So it can get us really bogged down in the detail and it deludes us here under the name of high standards. So it makes us believe, again, that we're um, making improvements and it makes us believe that those continual um, improvements on detail are moving us forward when in fact we're just getting bogged down and we're not moving the project as a whole forward so we're not it doesn't care about the deadline it doesn't care about the work progressing or getting out there it just cares about this one tiny sentence say in our in our novel it just cares about one tiny little bit of your photo it just cares about something so so small that really when we zoom out and look at the bigger picture is probably not that necessary we don't need to spend that much time on it and this this side of perfectionism can lead us to burnout basically to just absolute exhaustion because there is no end to how many little things and little bits that we can finesse and fine-tune and perfect and the key is we never get to the end when perfectionism's at play here because we're always working on a detail. Another thing it can do if we're in the middle of our process is it just causes us to abandon the project altogether to abort mission basically and this is where it just says this is ridiculous this is a complete mess this has got absolutely nothing this doesn't look anything like you wanted it to look like this doesn't feel good this is not matching up to the idea that we had in our heads before we set off and it says to you you better get you better get out of there quick because otherwise it's going to be embarrassing this is not going to be a standard that you want to associate yourself with this is not going to be um, good for your reputation this is going to be judged firstly by you and it's going to be judged by loads of other people and so it just tells us to get the hell out of there and it's really really sad this this one because so many people have so many unfinished projects because the mess of the middle um, the perfectionist just comes straight in there and, and really pushes you away from the project to abandon it and you have these you kind of have these unfinished projects that deep down you're still thinking about you're still feeling into and you're not really able to let them go because of course there will be some projects that 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 every artist and creative will abandon but as a rule of thumb let's let's try to get to completion let's let's try to acknowledge that when when we're thinking of abandoning that's probably going to be the perfectionist at play and then lastly if by some absolute miracle we have managed to reach completion the the perfectionist absolutely hates this. I mean, they cannot believe that they've done such a bad job to let us get to the (laughs) to the end of it. And so they come in all guns blazing at this point, basically. This is where they pick the project or the the piece of work, they just pick it completely apart, everything and they know where to pick it apart too. So every single little thing that you've done on that project will be ripped apart you won't even be able to applaud your work to congratulate yourself because they will find their own unique way of just making it horrendous for you so it's kind of like you complete and that's one step forward and then it's like right now take 500 steps backwards because how dare you ever completed that work so it really prevents us at that end stage when it comes in in that real critical voice it prevents us one being able to enjoy the work that we've just done and two it prevents us moving forward onto the next project or the next idea because we feel so ashamed by the work that we have just done so <laughs> it's a pretty pretty nasty one isn't it and all of that fear of when and where it might crop up itself if we've actually experienced perfectionism a lot we can actually begin to fear perfectionism itself <laughs> it just adds another cherry on top of the cake there, so we start to think I don't even know how I'm ever going to be able to enjoy this project or how will I ever enjoy this process or ever be able to feel good about my work and it's a real cause of um anguish because we want to be able to love our work, we do want to be able to, to congratulate ourselves and to, and to be able to feel proud of our efforts but we fear that we will never be able to because we worry about our own internal voice coming in on us like a ton of bricks and picking holes in absolutely everything that we do and so we can become really really defeated by it and again where does that lead us it leads us to a place of feeling stuck to a place of being so fearful to take any action to move forward so What on earth are we going to do with this absolute monster of perfectionism? Well, the good news is that there is actually, there's a lot that we can do to tame the beast. And I'm going to share some, it's about eight ideas really of things that have worked for me, things that have worked for my clients. And I really, really hope that you'll give some of these ideas a go. And I'd hope that these ideas might work for you. All you can do is give them a go and see at the end of the day. So number one is we have to believe that perfectionism is a a real thing. And we have to know that it's nothing to be proud of and it's nothing to be ashamed of. Because fear comes up, well everywhere, fear comes up for everyone, but fear will come up in the creative process and perfectionism is just one way that it comes up so we have to know that it's a real thing and then we have to believe that we absolutely can manage it and this is really kind of golden rule really number one number two is we've got to make self-care and self-compassion a number one priority because the likelihood is if there is perfectionism within us, um, or even just a sprinkling of it along the way on our creative process, the likelihood is that alongside of that, there will be a very, very nasty inner critic lurking around inside of us. And so rather than try to suppress that inner critic, What we actually do is turn our focus elsewhere and say, My attention is much better spent on cultivating a kinder relationship with myself, on really making compassion a number one priority. Number three, then, is define for yourself the difference between high standards and perfectionism. So, I'll tell you some of my definitions. So for me, I define perfectionism as perfectionism stops me moving forward, perfectionism keeps me stuck, perfectionism doesn't care about me, and then I define my high standards as high standards are about starting and completing work high standards are about showing up for my creative work even when it's hard even when it's not going well high standards are being kind to myself high standards are about finding ways to fall in love and fall back in love with my work and high standards are about moving forward not just with the work the current work that I'm doing but also moving forward then on to the next work I really encourage you to define for yourself what the difference is between perfectionism and high standards and once you have those definitions get them up on the wall you know save them in your notebook have them as your computer screensaver have them somewhere where you're constantly reminded this is what perfectionism is and this is what i define as my high standards Number four then is to make a plan. Now, without a plan, a <laughs> the perfectionist loves not having a plan. The, because when you don't have a plan, which, so a plan is something that has dates and deadlines in it. It has a project start date or an idea, a, a, a date for when you're gonna start your idea and a date for when you're gonna stop sort of playing around with that idea. And it's got deadlines within that, because a perfectionist literally loves to have no deadlines because without a dead without deadlines, without a plan, the perfectionist has free reign to just. Always say, Oh, I think you should spend a little bit more time on that, or you haven't let's let's do that next week, let's do that next month, let's do that next year. First, let me sidetrack you over here. First, let me stop you doing that. Let's let's stay stuck for a little bit longer because there are no deadlines basically. And so within your plan, you're going to want those deadlines, you're going to want those dates. And this can be really difficult when you work on your own so when you don't have other team members that that um, you're accountable to or you don't have you know clients that are waiting for your work so find your own way to make yourself accountable you know whether that's with a peer group whether that's uh, telling people that you live with whatever it is find your own way with that and also perhaps include in your plan the time and the space for the compassion that you're going to cultivate the time and the space for when will i switch off and how will i commit to that when will i allow myself a break when can i look after myself during this this plan and therefore we're kind of at the get go before we've even got started we're mitigating the um possible route of burnout and exhaustion so number five then is to define the measure of success before you even get started. Now this is such um this is such a key one because without us defining what success looks like, the perfectionist in us can well ultimately we'll just find <laughs> things that aren't successful about the project as you're going and as and and once it's completed it will find these measures that you could never have had any control over and it will tell you that it's not good enough and that you're not good enough so instead make the goal make the the version of the success about your high standards so for me that's showing up for the work so if we take this podcast as an example my measures of success for this podcast series they are not about the numbers that I get or the reviews that I get online for me the measure of success because this is the first time I've ever done this so it's about learning it's about trying the trying audio as a new format it's about getting to know my own process with this new project and it's about being kind to myself and showing up for the project each week and delivering to the timeline and the dates that I set and so when I get to define that measure of success I'm the one that gets to um, decide whether the project has been successful or not so I don't allow the perfectionist um, kind of foot in the door at that stage basically (laughs) Okay, so the number six. Oh, this one's my favourite. So this is uh, to introduce play. And now, I mean, this is a great one, <laughs> whether you're a perfectionist or not, actually. But, but if you're a perfectionist, what will often happen is that the work can suddenly become really uh, heavy and serious. And it holds this sort of constricted grip like a throttler of our ideas and our ability to be creative it makes us feel like we are stuck in a stuffy room with no air and the perfectionist says shut all the windows and stay in this dark and depressing room until you've made it perfect but the creative playful spirit inside of us says how about you fling open the double doors and you let play come in let that childlike side of you come in from the garden for a while what might they want to do how might they be able to have some fun with this project so this is really about asking yourself what would feel a bit more fun what would feel like silly and playful how can I experiment a little bit to just loosen myself up and free myself up a bit and you know, only you know what fun feels like for you, and so a reminder to introduce play is is really just to have that um to be able to spot oh things are feeling <laughs> things are feeling really serious like, I know that that is a big measure of i 've gone off course somewhere for me because if things start to feel too serious, something's amiss, but it's really like you know say you are a writer and you're sat there and the you're looking at the blank screen the cursor is flashing and it's all just feeling too much you don't know where to start you care about this thing that you're writing about but how on earth are you going to even make a start when how will you ever translate everything in your head onto the page so that's perfectionism making you freeze making you stay stuck so that child that comes running in through the double doors they might say they're not going to want to sit by the laptop <laughs> First and foremost, they're gonna rummage around the boxes under the bed to try and find nice looking paper that you might try to write some things out on. They might find a pack of postcards that you could um write one postcard every day of the week for the next week. So you're just experimenting with these ideas, something to unlock that more playful lighter and brighter side of you something that's like it doesn't matter these are just these postcards let's just play around with that let's if things are feeling tight and heavy why are we still sat here like we don't have to answer to the perfectionist which tells us (laughs) shut all the windows stay in this dark horrible room um so yeah what feels like fun what feels playful how can you introduce play into your process number seven then is to get perspective and get perspective regularly so this is for these this comes in throughout the process but for two real reasons one when we go down into that rabbit hole when we get so stuck in the details so um in that vortex of you know fiddling around with something for so long we can't even see that we're not moving forward so perspective on that front could be that you create yourself a kind of move it forward mantra or like a daily practice so you could say to yourself at the start of each day of all the things I care about what one thing will I move forward today and at the end of the day you can ask yourself what did I move forward today? And so it's a bit of honesty that comes in with that practice really and a little bit of perspective where you're having that measure of check-in. It could be about every week you stepping away from the project, stepping away from the idea and reminding yourself of what high standards are to you, reminding yourself of the version of success that you've written. Because we know that once the perfectionist comes in, in the process, it's going to forget all of that and it's going to send you down those rabbit holes. So having those measures in place in your plan, where you say once a week, I'll do this, or once a day, I'll be doing this, can be so, so helpful to keep things moving forward and to prevent those... Those vortex of too much detail getting you bogged down for too long. Another um, place that getting perspective is so crucial is when we come right up to that deadline. So right towards the end when we're about to press send, we're about to release something, we're about to send our creation off into the world in whatever way you do with your creations. And obviously, the perfectionist is going to have a field day at this point it can't believe it's it's you've nearly got to this point it can't believe its attempts have not stopped you in your tracks and and not even made you abandon the project so it's going to come in and it's going to make you lose perspective basically it's not you're not going to be able to know for sure whether when you don't think that work is good enough at the end when it's when it's so close to so close to completion it's going to come in and say it's not good enough no you have to do this x y and z why don't you Ooh, or it's going to say oh I know why don't you do it next week maybe that might be better so it's <laughs> going to get cunning and cheeky too so this is where having an outside person can be so so helpful so finding a trusted collaborator or a friend someone that understands quality and someone that really really cares about you someone who can honestly say and honestly tell you this is good enough this is a really high standard and the key here is we have to be open to receiving their perspective because If we've got these perfectionist tendencies, it might want us to kind of scurry away with our work and not let anyone else see it and not let anyone else not believe that anyone else's view is going to be matching up to our high standards. So signposting your trusted collaborators, your friends who you know value standard, who you know care about you, who you know would never put you in a position of... um, you know, where you might be putting work out there that actually really doesn't feel good to you. Um, having those people known to you and to your project before and during the process so that you can call on them as and when, but most likely it will be at that completion date, at that point when, when the deadline's looming, is really, really key. So number eight is be ready to move on to the next project. Now, this is about having forward movement on the horizon. So when you do hopefully get to completion, allow a little bit of space to to rest after that completion and allow then space to review your project. And remember to review that project, review that work, review it against the measures of success that you put in place allow space for congratulating yourself that you completed it. Allow space for that kindness to come in. Having a bit of a framework for how you appraise and review is so, so key. Without that framework, first and foremost, no framework for reviewing and appraising means that the perfectionist marches in and they start picking holes in everything like we've said before they start saying things you didn't do this you didn't do that this is awful this they start finding all those external measures of success that because you hadn't set your own version now you don't have a a way to review it and the other reason for making that space um, a space of rest and review is so that you then allow yourself to move on to the next project. And so having that next project either in the diary or on the horizon is a nice way to allow you to, once you've done the rest and once you've done the review, to go, Okay, well, this is normally when the perfectionist would come marching in with this window of time to cause havoc again. Instead, my head turns the other way my head turns forward, not backwards anymore. I've done my resting, I've done my reviewing, and now I turn forward. And so to have that thing already there in place to turn to just means we set ourselves up for an easier route forward, an easier way to move back into. I would love to know if you plan on trying out any of these ideas, or if you have other tactics that work for you also if you have any topics that you'd love to hear about on these podcasts then please do send me your requests to hello at feegregory.com thanks so much for listening and for being here with me now i truly believe that we do things better when we do things together so if you enjoyed this episode why not share it with a friend so you can both start taking action together